Craft cast. I'm your host, Sergio. That guy right there, that fucking stoner right there, that's Manny. He's What's a, up, man? He's a good guy. He's a good guy, I guess. Weed is for the people, brother. You know, I went to the clinic today. Happy 420, everybody. By the way, today's a good day, you know? It's, it's a day for the people. It's a day for the people to give the middle finger to the man and for the man to just shamefully stare upon those in the workforce that they may consider to be stoners. Exactly. Today is a day of freedom. Today is a day of rights. Today is a day where people get fucking stoned. Today is also a day where you tell Hitler, go fuck himself. Yeah. Happy fuck Hitler. Yeah, fuck Hitler, man. Fuck <laughs> Hitler. But you know what? There's okay, one that. thing... That we can all agree on. We all, those of us that are stoners, there's nothing like binging out, like lighting up, rolling yourself a fatty, whatever you prefer, doing a bowl, doing a blood, doing a bong, whatever you want to do, your prerogative. And, you know, you have work off, you light it up, you crack yourself open a good one. And what are you going to do? You're going to chill in the couch, baby. So today's episode is inspired by those stoners out there that like to just get stoned and throw on a good series and just watch the shit out of it. Binge it if you want to. Or slowly take your pace with it, man. Pause it. Get some work done around the house. I know there's a lot of stoners out there that are very progressive. They like to get shit done. Well, us too, baby. That's what we do here at Golden Craft Cast, you know, and I got to tell you, there's a lot of series out there right now that I've binged. One of them specifically, I watched the first episode and I was hooked for the rest of the day, down and out. I'm telling you, like, literally watch the first fucking episode the whole fucking time. I just watched every single... I literally had to stop myself. I'd be like, oh my God, I'm literally just diving deep in... I got to get shit done today. And I literally had to stop and fucking go and do my thing and then came back and watched the rest of it. And I finished the whole series in a day. I will let you know what series that is later on. But right now, before anything, you know, this is a craft beer and entertainment podcast right here. We like to talk about everything from film, TV series... Uh, technology is even one of our pillars and uh, you know music so today we're gonna talk about streaming we're gonna talk about some TV some entertainment um, and before we get things started we got some uh, we, we got to get one thing out of the way first don't we search yeah what do we got to do bro well I want to show the people my beer is I'm all inspired by 420 friendly type of beers i mean this doesn't have any cannabis on it so it's still cool i mean it's still high it's still a hazy ipa 
You know, and it's super trippy. While Manny's getting his beer. Negative. This is the... I got this earlier from the clinic. This is the one that I went to. This is the Hi-Fi by Lagunitas. It's a Sessions. It says Hoppy Chill Cannabis Infused Sparkling Water. Pretty fucking dope. 10 milligrams as you can see. Um, ABX Absolute Extracts. Yeah, it's not a beer actually, but it's from Lagunitas, so it's kind of like a seltzer, I guess, in a way. But hey, man, it's 4:20, and this is a cannabis-infused drink I I, by Lagunitas. I thought it was sparkling water. Then I would have said, "It's dead." Dead. What's this? Sorry. I mean, what is this? We're trying to order burritos right now. Del Taco's free tonight. Hey. There's free delivery. What is that? What is that? What? Did you distract me? What is that called? Haze and Confuse. Okay, well, let me tell you something. I don't know how to open this because I've never opened one of these before. Are you having trouble? Are you having difficult... Technical difficulties? There is technical difficulties. I don't know how the fuck to open this. Okay, there we go. It just broke off. There we go. Look at this contraption. It's like a weird childproof thing, but you have to break it to, I guess, make it. Make it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is the uh, refreshing notes of tropical citrus in here. It has zero calories, zero fat, zero sodium, zero total carbohydrates, calcium, 43 milligrams of calcium. Hmm. And no gluten and 10% THC. No CBD. Non-alcoholic. Kind of whack. I got to say, Lagunitas. Kind of whack. But uh, either way, let's give it a crack. I guess they just don't want to mix alcohol with cannabis. That's fine with me. That's something you That day to... will come. Cheers. Cheers. Hit that bong rip. God damn it. Hmm. Hmm. What the fuck? It kind of tastes like a haze. Really? Yeah. Huh. It just doesn't have the wheat. It doesn't have the fucking alcohol. It actually, kind of like in the back, you could, you could almost pretend like there's an alcohol flavor, you know, like something's missing. Yeah, but I mean, overall, it's not bad. All right. Wait, what's the milligrams on that? Ten milligrams. Ten for the whole thing. Yep. But check this one out. And this one I drink a little bit of earlier. You gotta be sure. I might drink a little bit later. But check this one out. This one's 100 milligrams. Huh? What? It's not that so, bad, actually. I drink a Two flavors. And this is actually by Pabst. The son of Pabst. It's on the side of the can right there. Look, Pabst. See? And this is St. Ides High Tea. 
So I guess they made a seltzer, but the seltzer wasn't selling that well. So his son made this one. And this shit is fucking... Takes you outer space, my dude. I bet. (laughs) I drink a little bit of it. I'll drink a little bit right now for the show. Okay. If you can't handle it, I'll run this show while you go into space. It's kind of a weird situation here because you could actually close this one back up. So if you take a drink, you could close it back up afterwards. That's... I like that. It's like a... uh, See, like you kind of like pop it back. Pop it up yep. and then you slide it back. Oh shit! And then it locks in. Uh, it's like a thermal, or like a yeah. Little... It's kind of weird. That's crazy. That's cool. I envied that. I took some edibles earlier, so I'm just like. Oh. Yeah, this is definitely like an edible, but on the side right here, it actually has measurements. Oh shit! Of how many doses? So right now I'm up to third serving. Yeah, it says right here, you can yeah. always drink more, but you can't drink less. <laughs> Just to remind you, like, don't fuck around. Yep, don't fuck around. I mean, I drank the THC lemonade a while ago, and just drinking this much got me so fucking high. Really? Yeah. Fuck, I'm about to go for one. Bro, I felt that shit till, like, the next day. I was, like, dreaming. I was, like... Because I could hear my friends on the other side of my room. And I felt like I was in, like, in the same room. Like, it was just like... That's crazy. Going on. Like, is my hearing, like, that great? <laughs> That's wild, man. So, I I, I think uh, it's pretty funny because it's actually lighting up my background pretty fucking well right now. But that's uh, Wayne's World couch. <laughs> Wayne's World. Yep. I gotta put this raspberry one back. I don't want to tempt myself with this shit. This is a lot. It is a lot. I'm worried for you. Damn, well, hot. <laughs> I drank a little bit earlier. Uh-huh. I drank a little bit earlier. Didn't really feel it that much, but I kind of started feeling it when we started setting up. But now let's see what happens. This other 10 milligram one is going to be... Let's see what happens. All right. Um, You know, you sent me a fun video. Let's kick off the show nice and right. Can we watch uh, this? Can you explain? Give us a little context on this, please. Ladies and gentlemen, marijuana was bad, according to the U.S. government. So they made a propaganda film by the name of Reefer Manis. And in Reefer Manis, it gives you a cautionary tales of what it would be like if you smoke marijuana. 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 All right, exactly. let's see here. Okay. Let me do full screen. Like back in 1936. So. Oh, do you want to do this on uh, the YouTube share, actually? Yeah, just do that. Let's try that. Okay, let's go scene. Let's go YouTube share. Let's just do that. What's going on? What? Something's no. loading. What's going on in here? What the hell is a black pink? Alright, here we go. Reefer Madness, people. Boys and girls are having a hop at the local soda fountain. Innocently, Innocently they, they dance. Innocent of a new and deadly menace lurking behind closed doors. 
Call it the and devil's the lettuce. It looks scary in this shit, but look at that! Like, look at those buds, dude! Can we just go back here real quick? Happy. You're the one who wants to pride in his strong will as he takes the first step toward enslavement. What? Case. Ah, uh, uh, doesn't make me watch it. Just, just, up. just let it play. Case, case. You want, 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 What the fuck? He just jumps out the window? I think that's the wrong drug you know, to pick. Insanity. Wow, she could Wait, that's pretty dope. She's like, I can't know. I know one can do that. <laughs> I don't think you could do that beforehand. <laughs> That's why they played jazz back in the days, I'll tell you what. That. Reefer Madness. They also make it made it into a musical, and I actually worked for a rendition of that musical in my college. Uh, oh, really? My community college. Yeah, that's where I met uh, my friend. Way to, way to plug. Yeah. Yeah, I love that play. That shit was so fucking fun. Make sure to leave the uh, event or whatever. Yep. Got it. But, I mean, that shit was... <laughs> to think that people were actually like... How do you do it? God damn it. You gotta right-click the rocket. But yeah, dude. So, I mean, think about it. Back in the days... This shit was fucking scary to people, you know? It's crazy that now we live in a world where, like, kids that are younger than us are just able to just literally just hit the vape pen and just fucking walk to class like nothing happened. Yeah, exactly. Like, back in the days, you used to have to fucking craft a soda can. Someone had to find a lighter. Someone had to get the weed and not get caught with it. (laughs) You know, because it smelled. Like, when you hit a vape, you have a vape in your pocket. That shit don't smell. Dude, exactly. I literally saw this documentary, and uh, they were talking about vapes and pandemics. And, like, this, the um, prin- the system principal pulled out a bag of just fucking vape cartridges, bro, from all the kids that they collected. And she was like, like, this was this week. <laughs> how much? Fucking stoner-ass kids. <laughs> That's how it is, man. See, that looks good, man. I haven't, it's weird because I haven't had one drop of alcohol this whole time. That's good. I know, good. but I kind of want a beer now. <laughs> I mean, go get yourself a beer while you're drinking that, too. I mean, you don't have to drink the whole thing on that. Yeah, you know what? Let me grab one of these. Uh, I think I have a good one in here, a stone, actually. 
On the stone. Oh, stone is pretty strong. Stone while well, getting stone. Oh, you know what would be a better one? I think I'll go to sleep. <laughs> I think this is a better one to do. Yeah. What's that? Oh, yeah. That is a better. I mean, we had it before, but fuck it. Fuck Hazy it. IPA. Let's do it, baby. IPA. That's always good. A bottle opener in here, huh? Well, Where's your lighter? We're going to find out. Oh, here we go. Gotta improvise the old Mexicanada here. The old Mexican stuff. You gotta be careful when you do it with metal because you break it. Yeah. I don't know why I spoke in an Irish accent. That's how it is. Alright, man. Well, now we got over Reefer Madness. Uh, let's get into top twos of the new series of In the Couch streaming episodes, baby. Let's do it. There you go. Top two, baby. Yep. So. Yes. Let's get into it. Uh, I think the biggest one. I was a little hesitant to talk about this uh, this time around because I have mixed feelings for this series. But I mean, we gotta talk about the Mandalorian at least. All right. <laughs> That's definitely one of my favorites, and I think that it's going to take the most time because mm. that shit was fucking awesome, and we always get into it. So, I mean, obviously, um, I mean, I don't want to do a play-by-play -play of every episode because I'm not really in the mood for that, but I'll definitely oh. talk about some of the best parts or my favorite parts of this series and stuff like that. For those of you that haven't watched Mandalorian... You might want to fucking wait to hear the podcast and watch that shit and listen to the podcast later. Or just stay on and be ready to hear some slight spoilers. We don't spoil it too bad, I don't think. Right, Serge? We don't really we spoil it. Yeah, let's spoil it. We don't really spoil it, so just warning. Just warning you. All right? I'm going <laughs> to... This is, this is a warning. It will be spoiled, at least. So, um... Man, I'm just looking forward right now to the future of what Grogu's going to look like and what he's going to be, you know? Um, I don't know how he's going to speak. I mean, this is this episode really debuts his new ship and what it can do. Um, no, it, no, you are wrong. It did not debut. It debut in the book of Boba Fett and it transferred over to the third season. So if you didn't know what happened, why he has that new ship... It does, require, it does require you to go watch the book of Boba Fett, which is a Naboo starfighter. Yeah, which is one of the episode one fighters, right? Yeah. Yeah, so fucking awesome. Great fucking yeah. transition into that. But I love how in the beginning of this series, it kind of just, of season three, it kind of just throws you in with Grogu and they're kind of just like in the cave already, already fucking after adventure. Like they're ready to fucking rock. You know, and yeah. he like he gets the audience excited because like Grogu's kind of like the audience, you know, right. like he's kind of showing him showing him how to maneuver and and uh, kind of training him more and uh, teaching him about the stars, I believe, in the beginning. And uh, I thought that was really cool because you kind of see like Mando is really training him, you know, at the beginning and kind of showing him how he's becoming um, just more intuitive with everything and he's starting to get more of an understanding of what the mandalorian life is about mm 
you know? Yeah, definitely. But, I mean, some of the things that are just mixed, and I kind of, uh, I kind of noticed it too, where I just felt like, in the beginning, it kind of felt like flat. Like, I just don't know where it was going with this thing. But, you know, right away, they go into the cave. So I was like, oh, okay. Like, they go back to um, Mandalore, which is exciting because, you know, we don't we haven't seen Mandalore until, like, since the Clone Wars. And I think that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to bring more of, like, that prequel thing, but also mixing stuff for, like, the train on the sequel trilogy. And I like how it is, like, going between the both, of, like, meshing both of those. But also, like, it just feels, it just felt weird in the beginning, to be honest. That first episode was like, okay. But then a lot of people have been saying, like, it's, it feels like it's, like, a side quest, you know? to the main quest of, like, whatever he's trying to do and stuff. Like, everyone kept saying, like, yeah, it's pretty much like a side quest from, like, Skyrim or whatnot. Uh-huh. He has this one thing, and then he has to come back to the main quest. And then for a while, like, we didn't even know, like, where, like, this season was going to be about. It's just like, oh, is that it? Like, like, I don't know. It didn't have, like, an overarching thing to look forward to. Like, it, it was, like, season two, where it was like, oh, we got to find Grogu, like, the Jedi Master that right. he's supposed under like that was the whole journey this one right. just felt what are we doing it's just side well, quest. i mean right but if you think about it in the whole series that side quest or whatever ends up being one of the key points of why she ended up um getting the the dark saber right you know what i'm saying so it's like you have to look at it that way like it did have an arc and even though it wasn't the main portion of or the entree if you will of the whole fucking season it was definitely an important part you know it was so i mean people are bitching you know people are gonna bitch i enjoyed every fucking second of it and i thought that mosquito thing was so fucking creepy it was so gross yeah i loved it it was such a good design on it it was just like what the fuck is that thing like nobody nobody could answer it you know thing in the and that would put itself into a machine Yeah, that it was like a little blob with an eyeball and stuff. Yeah, that shit. That was actually pretty creepy. <laughs> there was That's a rem- lot of little people going into machines in this one. <laughs> it's it's like them into mechas. It's like yeah. little people in mechas and shit. And we also, think, <laughs> we also think get, about, go ahead, uh, go ahead. If you think about it, they're all mechas. You know, Mandalorians are just like yeah, putting themselves into mechas. Except they're not little people. They're like, yeah, but I mean, yeah, it makes a good point because, I mean, at the end of it, it's like um, he says to him when they're on the last final battle scene, you know, he's like, see, Mandalorians are nothing without their little gadgets or they're weak without their little gadgets. Something along those lines, you know? Is that true if you think about it like in the beginning when they were finding that crocodile thing? It's just like they use all their tools just to like defeat that one thing and stuff. And that's it. Honestly, I think that shit was pretty. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. That's where I felt mixed about it. Like, like why it even began like that? You know what I mean? Dude, honestly, like, you know why? It was just it shows them how they're working together. Yeah, you know? I guess. And they're never back from a fight, so that kind of what tells me. A lot of people were just saying like, "Oh, like they could have just like fly away." It's like, no, fight that shit. 
Yeah, I mean, because I mean, if not, it's going to come back, you know, and that's kind of what that's kind of what what they talked about in the whole, you know, yeah. with the bad guy of, of this season, you know, yeah. well, I the, guess of the whole thing, but whatever. It's the whole thing. Um, the in the um, at the end of every episode, there's like illustrations of like the artwork for that episode. Mm-hmm. Originally, it was going to be like some kind of like snapping turtle type of thing. Uh huh. And they changed it to an alligator. And I didn't know, I didn't learn this until later on that that was actually meant to be like a commentary on alligators in Walt Disney World. Oh, really? <laughs> they did that shit. And I was just like, I think I like the snapping turtle better. Because it just looks like, yeah. And I mean, not only do we get like, you know, uh, little things going into big machines, we also get like big creatures in this one, in this season. Yeah, you know, uh, it just really showed you the just how big the fucking world is, you know, especially in, and the lore of everything. Cause you, I mean, you come across the mythosaur in this one, you know, yeah. uh, that whole scene was fucking crazy. I, I mean, yeah. I knew when they first mentioned in the first season when they're like, Oh, no one's seen the mythosaur and fucking blah, blah, blah. And then like the prophecy is this. Right. And, yeah. um, I, I ever since they said that I'm like okay then that I feel like that's gonna be like of all of it that's gonna be the main that's gonna be the whole arc like at the end of Mandalorian like somebody's gonna ride the Mythosaur I don't know who but somebody is kind of just like in in uh, Game of Thrones where it's like somebody's gonna be the king who someone's gonna ride a dragon <laughs> yeah you know somebody so that's kind of what I'm kind of getting from this as well. Um, but I mean, I'm just enjoying the fucking ride, dude. The side quests, fuck yeah. I mean, dude, it's just, think about it this way. All, all those side missions and side quests, not only do you get small little, like, pieces of big plots of the storyline later, but you also get to see fucking different types of puppets and practical effects that they're fucking around with. You know, they're trying to combine that more. And I, I, I appreciate that because it's like, they've been doing. It's just, you know, I, th- I, I think people are like willing to believe, like, oh yeah, the puppetry and all that. That's fine. I just, I just think it's like the story and the narrative just kind of like they're making weird choices than they did like in the last season. Because I think like in the third episode after they gotten to Mandalore, it starts off with like a fight, and then all of a sudden it goes into like Coruscant with the guy, and then it just like sandwiches back into like, you know, with uh, Mando and um. And, uh, fuck, I'm forgetting her name. I don't know why I keep forgetting her name. Bo-Katan. Bo-Katan. Yeah. yeah. And it was like, oh, okay, well, why don't they make a whole episode, like, you know, curse on and then just do that? I don't know. But it, it kind of felt like how it was, like, with Bubba Fett, where, like, all of a sudden, this is a Mandalorian episode, and it just swiped that shit off. I was like, I thought I was here to watch a Bubba Fett episode. Yeah. But I, it's they're just like kind of like bringing. I I get that they're bringing you new mean Mandalorian episode, like yeah, they're I get an episode. Yeah, and I I like how they just like bring in that narratives, but it just seems like they're just sort of forcing it. So it's just like oh, like well, I mean they were they were forcing it, but that was the whole point. Is like I feel like they were they were forcing it because they had an opportunity to have a stable homestead, you know, on that planet. 
that they were offering them, you know? Well, I'm saying about, like, the way, like, the creators are, like, forcing in, like, um, those narratives where it doesn't really fit. You know what I mean? Like, like what just, narratives? I just told you one. Like, it just sandwiched in, like, oh, they were fighting in Mandalore. Uh-huh. And... You know, all of a sudden they go to Coruscant, and then it just goes back to the Mandalorian, uh, with uh, Jin, uh, Darren yeah, yeah, and yeah. Bo-Katan. So it was just like, oh, that's kind of a weird choice. It's kind of like ping ponging in between different stuff. Yeah, and also the, uh, I want to talk about this episode, and uh, I was kind of like a little bit off about this. Ep- I liked some of it, but it was just felt a little weird, where they go into the planet of. I forgot what the name of the planet, but basically the rulers were Jack Black and Lizzo. Yes, I fucking love that one. I hated that one. I love that episode. <laughs> I I don't I didn't mind Jack Black being in there, but then Lizzo kind of felt off. Like it just felt like a fucking sore thumb. And then like when she said like, "Oh, can I get a hug from the baby Grogu?" I was just like, "God damn it!" This, no, fuck you. No, no, you. <laughs> knew Lizzo forced herself into that fucking situation and said like, oh, if I'm going to be in an episode, let me throw this line. I was just like, it's so fucking obvious. It's just thor- like, she stuck out like a, thor- like a sore thumb. And I'm just like, I don't hate Lizzo or anything. And a lot of people have been criticizing her. <laughs> and in such a, the most meanest way, <laughs> I'm not going to be mean about her, but I will say one of the examples that they did use is like, oh, and they had Lizzo on it. And then they put the clip from um, A New Hope and they said, that's no moon. (laughs) (laughs) That's fucked up. (laughs) Oh my my god, people are too much, bro. They're fucking haters. But I mean, you know, like, Lizzo's all about self-confidence. And, you know, fuck the uh, haters, you know, so... But, you know, at the end of the day, who's getting that Disney paycheck? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She's fucking, it's about that time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? She is fucking talented. I wish they had a segment where she played like a fucking flute. Yeah. That would have been awesome. Yeah, she is talented, if anything. I just don't feel like she should have been in Star Wars. Look, I feel like... Jack Black felt like he was right there. Jack Black was right, but remember who was also in that episode? Christopher Walken. Lloyd! Not Christopher Walken, Christopher Lloyd. Lloyd. <laughs> this fool. See? I'm giving you, I'm testing you, I'm testing you. I didn't know Walken was in there. Oh, I did something right, well. <laughs> uh, hey, Doc I'm Brown was in there, and he was the bad guy. Yeah. That was pretty it cool. Was... Yeah, it was pretty cool, but I mean... It wasn't that he was bad. It was just like a little distracting. Honestly, this is what was dope about that episode. And it was more than Lizzo. It was about what we talked about on our last episode, which was AI. The city and that town in the future was, or in the past, wherever the fuck it was, it was reliant so much on what? I'm like, you don't know if it's in the future or in the past, so I just say, in a uh, galaxy far, far away. Basically, yeah. Um, they say it. <laughs> it's, it's basically like they rely so much on droids. They, they talked about this in the episode. 
They yeah. rely so much on droids and artificial intelligence that all the people do all day is make art and like participate in leisure and sports and like do whatever they want to do all day because like the droids basically take care of all the work for them, you know? Yeah. And then basically yeah. what started happening is they, it became, um, Detroit becomes human. You know what I'm saying? It was like a detective. It took like a detective episode turn. In some way, if anything, it, like this ep- that episode was more like uh, it felt like a Clone Wars episode. Like it just felt like one of those uh, bottle episodes where you know they investigate, they find out it's like the robots and this and that, and then you know they get to the bottom of it. Like it really did felt like a, a Stone War- uh, Clone Wars episode, mm-hmm. and it. it and I think that's why I, the, the aspect I like the most about it. But then, the, of course, like like I said, like the Lizzo thing, and then uh, some of the things were just like kind of went a little absorbed. Was like, ah, it was yeah, it was fine. If anything, it was fine. I was just worried it went it went a little too prequely. You know, like that quality just went in there, just like you know, with the droids, and it looked all super CGI. And I was just like, just tone it down a little bit. Yeah. But when that what I like when they walked into like that droid bar and everyone just like looked at them, I was just like, oh shit, like that shit looked legit. No, that was practical effects. Everything was practical. That's what I liked about it. And I was just like, oh, I'd rather watch this and just right. That. But that's what I'm saying. And I feel like when they do those, because you feel if you notice, the side quest episodes are the ones where they got to fuck around the most with practical effects. I think they could fuck around with any episode that that's not a side quest, you know? It's regardless, it's a Star Wars. Right. Um, I mean in the ver in the last episode you have that little robot, they use that effect. Yeah. You know, that was practical effects. That was cool. I like that. Yeah, definitely. If anything. But I mean most of the episodes are pretty fine. I'm like forgetting most of them. <laughs> it's been kind um, of like I mean, there's that one where uh, basically where they drop ship and they're all working as a team together to go oh, hunt. Yeah. Pirate, pirate one. The pirate yeah. one was like, cool. I like that one. That one was fucking tight because they went like Call of Duty mode. They went like full on like military and it was dope because it was like drop ship. Like, <laughs> yeah. Three, two, one. And they did that Zack Snyder shot above their helmets where they're like flying and they're like... Like that was it, bro. I love that shit. That 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 really made me happy to see that. When you mentioned, uh, we talked about this off the air, but you were like, "Oh, what's that uh, Superman uh, effect or that director that does that thing?" And honestly, I thought you were gonna say like, "Oh, when the camera zooms in from like far away and it just like sees that them close." I thought that's what you're referring to as like, you know, that was Zack Snydery. Yeah. Type of thing. Yeah, but they yeah they definitely did have that and they um, yeah you really get to see like Mandalore's like I think that's that's the best thing about like this season is like you get to see the Mandalore's like fight all together like we've seen it before but never like in this much numbers and stuff yeah you know so it just like continued the lore from where it started off in the Clone Wars and then just like oh we're gonna take back Mandalore, you know? Like, they're creating a new lore. Yeah. 
Take what you will. Well, but, I mean, I, mean... I feel like this this is like yeah. for John Favreau and Filoni. This is probably like the greatest okay. story that's never been told. You know, this is more for Filoni. I feel like this is more for Filoni having to, you know, all the ideas that he had before mm-hmm. uh, in Clone Wars. He's bringing them over to like you know the Mandalorian and stuff, and mm-hmm. sprinkle over on like the other shows they're going to do next, like with ah- definitely with Ahsoka that's coming up. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's just like they're building up to something big, which is confirmed that they're gonna make like a big movie where they're gonna team up like all the all the people from all the Star Wars uh, universe. Well, I mean the ones that we've seen, like Boba Fett, Ashoka, and like the Mandal- uh, Mandalorian or Dinjari, like all fight like against the greater good or whatever. But I they mean, might you bring... already see Dinjari pledges allegiance to Bo-Katan in this series yeah. in this season, so like. You know that they're basically teaming up at this point. Yeah, so I think the alliance is already strong. You know, it's just gonna get stronger from here on out, if anything. But yeah, I'm excited what's gonna happen because you get to see. I think the last episode just kind of establishes that shit. Like, oh, I don't think we're gonna see the Mandalorian for a while. That's what that tells me. Yeah. Well. Honestly, I feel like they're gonna focus on the the uh, all the other series that they got going on, all the other content <laughs> that they got going on. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm just the thing is, is dude, they were able to pump these out so fast. Like these are almost like f- more than full length movies and visual effects on this shit. The yeah. pipeline is fucking fast. You know what I'm saying? Pretty sure it took them like about. I think every season's like close to like two years of production, which includes like mm-hmm. most of the post production and stuff. You know, but I think everything like well everything that they have, anything that has um, visual effects, everything's like uh, pre visualized. You know, mm-hmm. so they had a ahead of time. So yeah, I guess the working flow. That's why it seems like it's coming out too fast. It's because they already have like that flow. They already have that template going into it. You know, working. Uh, what the next season holds. I mean, they already have previous for like the next things that they're gonna do for Star Wars. Mm-hmm. If anything, you know. So, eh. uh, this season was okay. So, I think that's my take on it. Really. <laughs> Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens, man. Well, that's our take, so stop asking about it. <laughs> I feel like this drink made me develop a rash on my face. Oh, no. Are you allergic to any of the fruits? I don't that know. Was... I don't know, but it's... I, I like how you... I'm done with it now. <laughs> <laughs> I like you using the camera as like a fucking mirror. Just like, that's what it is. Check this out, people. It's you like tell a... me. You tell me. Comment. Like, subscribe. Yeah, you can find us on Golden Craftcast on Instagram, YouTube, Anchor, Spotify. Um, anyone, anywhere else you can find your podcast. iHeartRadio, too. Don't forget that. For sure. All right. Uh, so, any last thoughts on Mando? I hope it gets better. It is going to get better, especially since... It's like, bro, consider who you're going to put in. Consider your stories. Um, Whoever the fuck writer was for the most of the episodes, fuck that guy. I don't know. 
It was a lot. Of, I think it was both of them. I think it was like it was. It was. It wasn't just like John Favreau. I think he brought in another guy. Mm-hmm. I think he brought in like the guy from the book above a fair, mm-hmm. and then everyone was looking like, oh, that's why this season's weird. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I had a good time. The fucking season was awesome. The dropship was cool. Grogu going into a little suit and fucking doing shit, using his Jedi powers and stuff yes. towards the end. Yes. <laughs> Lizzo? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, way too much fun with those buttons, then. Just gonna put. Yeah. <laughs> That's so stupid. All right. No. All right, moving forward. All right. What do so we got? My turn. Uh, so this is a TV series that I watched for a... It's been a while. And now it's coming to its final season. It's on FX. FX makes fucking great shows. And of course, FX is associated with Hulu, so you get to watch the show the day of. And... The final season of Snowfall is here, but if you haven't even watched Snowfall, watch it from the beginning. And it basically tells the story of a, a young kid who lives in uh, South Central, which is like uh, South LA or in that area, uh, South uh, LA area. And during the 80s, there was a crack pandemic, and pretty much like this drug was sold, cocaine was sold to those neighborhoods and they figure out how to make those drugs into crack and they basically cooked it and make a whole new fucking drug out of it with a completely like more potent uh high to it and that became what we know as the crack epidemic of like the 1980s and isn't stuff that, isn't he supposed to be rick ross isn't it like loosely based on rick ross's life i don't know about that but yeah rick ross was the guy who Got came from the government. Yeah, it's like a whole thing. Wait, it are we talking about like the artist? Or are we talking about a guy that's actual name is Rick Ross? Yeah, his guy's actual name was Rick Ross. He lived in L.A. Yeah, and he was one of the ones that was like, that's why Rick Ross, the artist, is named Rick Ross. Cause of that guy. I mean, Rick Ross. His real name, oh no, his real name is something. But he used to be a correctional officer. The Rick Ross artist, not the huh. guy that, yeah. I make That's fun dope. of him. Yeah. But I, I'm imagining how that chronicles out. But anyways, yeah. So I guess, you know, he's based on the real guy. Which I kind of knew, but I never looked into it. But I think it, it really tells like how the government got involved in, you know, taking... Well, not taking down, but pretty much like poisoning this community and stuff, you know. And it was always against like the agenda of, you know, of the drug administration. And of course, at that time, it was none other than fucking Ronald Reagan. And, you know, he was so against drugs, but honestly, like behind closed doors, so he was going into some shady agendas. And really, this is just one of them and stuff. And, you know, along those seasons, like, it gets into real crazy territory and it gets into, like, you know, the Cold War aspects to it where the KGB wants to get involved with, like, whatever their operation is they're doing with the CIA and then the guy who worked with the CIA is no longer working with the CIA. He's, like, a rogue element that's, like, 
now doing this just for like get a gain or gain an advantage over this and now it's like everyone's in the fucking game you know it's like people that live in the hood are in a game I the watched the, um, game. the first and second season of it but I stopped after the third I think I watched like half of the third one but I need to get back into it because I mean you yeah. could just see the the posters like how they started like promoting it and marketing it and how he looked compared to now how he looks on the poster he looks like he's a demon yeah now the um the artwork is like really great because they combine a lot of colorful aspects to it and now it's becoming more like omnibus but also it looks like really cool yeah it looks off the times you know like neon lights and all that and just really really appealing and stuff yeah yeah this is like a story like this is a rag to riches story basically until it then it gets into shit which this is the final season so it's like any kind of shitty and stuff uh, i'm not gonna spoil what happens but it does get bad and it just like tells you like your rise to an empire especially like a crime, crime empire like there's always a fall to it or there's always like a fallacy to it that will lead you into like the wrong direction of life and you know there's a lot of moral implications in here and a lot of stuff that you know they're doing the wrong thing but they're also writing history as it is hmm. you know because it was the real thing that happened like the crack epidemic really did happen and you know this show also meditates on like the fact that's that, why you should smoke weed exactly but it also like meditates on like um on like the black community yeah because uh one thing i'm not gonna spoil it but there's one episode where a uh, characters they go um they go to africa you know it's like the first time they've gone to africa and you know they've never gone to africa like it's in their blood but they never gone there was no reason to go until they did now and they get to see like the history of uh of this nation like yeah it's it's a cool place to be in here but there's dark implications there's like a dark indication that at one point um a long time ago in that country i think it was in uganda um there was a spot where they held up like their own people and they basically sold their own people to slavery to make a profit off them so it's like oh the community pretty much got them fucked over just because you know like there was a much higher like uh, institution at play and it's also like kind of foreshadowing how it is like oh their own people are selling drugs to their their community for the purpose of like a higher institution you know so it's just like oh like it's always been this bad like it's just history repeating itself stuff which is pretty fascinating that they're going in that direction in some episodes they go into that direction but it's not fully in that direction their narrative is just like oh like the back and forth and the power dynamics that mm -hmm. they're trying to go back and you know uh fight for this empire what was the cool part in the series um i'm probably gonna uh i'm not gonna spoil it but last season I feel like they kind of jumped the shark, but I kind of liked it. I don't know why. What do you mean? It was like the two-parter where um, the main guy and his, his crew, they were, selling, they were uh, trading off. And then mm -hmm. the rival crews came over, shot up the place, and they all had to like, run. So everyone went their own ways. Mm -hmm. So you got the main guy, and then there's like Mexican guy that's named Oso, and he's fucking badass. Yeah, yeah, I remember him. 
Yeah, he's still in. He's still in there, and they basically go into a whole journey where they have to hide the money, uh-huh. and they come back to it later, and they just like they were trying to get like to a payphone, so they go into a guy's house, and then this guy is like, "No, no, they break into it." Then they thought somebody was in there, but somebody was in there. Yeah, now, and the next thing you know, they're in a cage, and there's a bigger cage next to them that has a fucking tiger in it. Oh shit. And now they're all fucking with the tiger, and then they somehow like um, get away. Uh, they find a way to like get out of that situation, and ultimately it ends up like a guy, um, the guy that would capture them. They basically like outsmarted him. And he got stuck in the cage, and he got stuck to a point where like the tiger could get him, and he pretty much like ripped his arm off. Oh damn! And then it was like, oh, shit, I wasn't expecting that shit. And then they just run off, get a call, and then um, get their drug money. And then it just, like, ended up that journey. Damn. So I was just a two-parter, you know? That's pretty sick. <laughs> yeah, so they inspired, like, some Greek mythology into that story. bits. That's why that kind of felt like a little uh, jumping the shark, in any, if anything. What the but fuck? That sounds crazy, man. I gotta watch yeah. that shit. I like <laughs> everyone likes the violent parts, you know. That's like when you're sitting on the couch and you're like you're all stoned and you're watching the series and then like something violent happens. You're like, holy shit, what the fuck just happened, bro? And then you're just like, whoa, that was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wouldn't recommend it if you're high, but it's a definitely good show. But I mean, if you're high and kind of handle it, it's cool. I wouldn't recommend watching Game of Thrones. <laughs> because some of the violence is dark so it's just like oh god no and it gives you like this dreaded feeling and you're just like I don't want to watch anything anymore yeah final this thoughts is, on snowfall this is a little lighter so yeah I feel like this is a very important TV show I mean it's not the most perfect show but I mean the casting is just so on point and it's just like you know who's who and it's crazy to see, like, how everyone changed and how everyone progressed, you know, because there were just, like, kids that were in the hood, and then now they're just, like, bigger kids that are trying to figure out how to get out of the hood or trying to get out of that conflict with the crack uh, epidemic at that time. So, you know, it's definitely worth watching. FX on Hulu, if you got it, watch it. And that's the way the cookie crumbles. How are you on your beer? I'm almost done. I've just been talking for a while, so I'm just... eh. How's it tasting? I finished my seltzer thingy. It was alright. Don't know if it gave me a rash or not. We'll find out soon enough. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I'm gonna get another beer, so... And the weird part is, it was kind of hoppy. It was kind of hoppy, you know? Some, it had some hops to it. Some hops. Sweet. We still got the haze now. Sipping on the haze. Gotta love that. Gotta love that. Oh, man. A stone. You can't go wrong with a stone. They came out with their 420 again, too. Yep. Oh, shit, I haven't seen that in a while. So, I got myself another beer. This is called Till Bright. 
THC IPA. Yep. This is from the Hop Concept from San Marcos. It's actually not that. This place is actually not that far from here. May pay a visit to the brewery. Is there THC in it? There is. I don't think there's THC in it. I think they were just selling the fucking those name. bastards. Sons of bitches. That's Wait, false advertisement, have... brother. It's six point three alcohol value. Damn. Yeah, so it has a little something in the set in the bag. We here at the Hop Concept do one thing really well. We make hoppy beers. For the beer you're currently holding in your hand, we tap Mosaic and Idaho 7 hops to brew our latest hoppy creation. Bursting it with aroma of tangerine peel and lemon, the Hop Concept IPA has huge notes of juicy ripe grapefruit while finishing refreshingly dry. We like we like it so much we named it after the brand. Cheers. Okay. THC is it stands for the hop concept. Doesn't matter the name of the brewery. So I think they were marketing themselves to make themselves yeah. <laughs> Thinking it was THC. That's bullshit. I know. That's kind of bullshit. It is. I'm here to call out the bullshit. I mean, this beer better be better. Pretty good. Honestly, the Dank Dust was one of my favorites, too. Yeah. That's a 420 beer right there. That Dank Dust? Jesus. They say it's pretty good. It's pretty good. good. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. That seltzer was a little weird. But this, I feel like this beer is making up for it because it's like there was no alcohol in that one. But now I'm like, the THC is slowly creeping in now, and I'm feeling it. Ooh, man. Okay, there you. Look Whoa, at brother. That. It looks good as far as I know. I mean. Wow, that looks fresh. Yep, I mean it's been in my fridge for like over six hours now. Alright, cheers. Cheers to that, Pally. <laughs> Some good suds. Let's hear that rip. A little weird. I don't know. Does it taste like weed? Mm-mm. It's like very hoppy forward. But there's a taste like I think it's a, I think it's the combine combination of the tangerine and the grapefruit that I described. I feel the I think it's the bitterness of the grapefruit that I'm feeling. I don't know. This is a little weird. I definitely have like that peel feeling a bit, but the aftertaste is super bitter. It's like, like a, weed. No. <laughs> Again, I don't think they're advertising THC. I think they were just branding their own selves. But does the taste, is it like very, is it, does it taste like grass? No. Does it taste floral? Is it citrusy? It's a little floral and it's like a little tropical. Hmm. On those tastes. Okay. Like yeah. that, kind of like a West Coast IPA. It's going into that territory a little okay. bit. 
Yeah. See, we know what the fuck we're talking about here, all right? I guess we are. I guess yeah. we we've I think we've tried enough beers now to say that we've tried a lot of beers. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> that doesn't mean that we're good at you know being specific got, about it, but we're going somewhere with it. We're going. It. We've tried a lot of beers. Let's just how many beers have we tried? 420? What's the episode on this? 112? Yeah. Oh, over 250? Damn. Nah. Because there's some episodes where we tasted like five different beers. Yeah. And there are some repeats. There's repeats. Speaking of repeats, there's one show that made me repeat my action of sitting in the couch, baby. It's a new series called. What's it called? I have no idea what you're talking about. I don't know what it's You don't know what it's called? I literally forgot your second pick. <laughs> it's called Beef. There you go. And it Wait. is with Steven Yoon. Steven Yoon. Starring Steven Yoon. Young. Yun? Yeah, it's Young. Steven Yoon from The Walking Dead. Ali Hello. Wong and Joseph Ali. Lee. Craters, Lee Sung Jin. Let's watch the trailer, shall we? I mean, can you tell us what the premise is on this fucking show? Okay, um the let's just watch the premise let's just watch the um trailer and then after so that, I'll explain kind of my cause I don't wanna you know, I don't wanna It'll be fine. What do you have to be doubtful for? Um, it's not that I'm doubtful. It's just like I want to give a good idea of what what it is. You know what oh, I'm I, saying? Okay, I here. I guess you're doing it, sir. Yeah, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I guess so. Alright, here we go. Steven Young. I heard about the show, but I never seen the trailer. All right, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Amy, Amy, are you okay? Are you okay? Turn your volume down a little bit. Yeah. I've been hustling my whole life. Yeah. Look where it's gotten me. Let's make it stop. What is your problem? What? I have a very full life that I'd love to get back to. I'm gonna find you and take what little you have. You're just a suburban housewife, and now you're stuck in a life you never wanted. They have this serene Zen Buddhist thing going on. Hey. I'm a dangerous guy. <laughs> so stop messing with me and leave me alone, or else. I wish I could 
would love to let this go. But actions have consequences. I just can't understand what those people are so angry about. I found ways to manage my stress. You're born with choices. And suddenly, you're here. This is fun. Maybe we're not normal. Maybe normal people are just delusional. You started this. Me. Yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. You're, the you're the one who backed into me like a psycho. You're the one that flipped me off all roided out and challenged. Hey, are you guys leaving or are you just gonna sit there? What'd you say? What'd you say? Say it again! I dare you to say it again! <laughs> that was a good trailer. Steve activity. So, um. Wait, can I say one thing? Yeah, or, what's up? Thanks. I never watched the trailer, or I don't know what the concept, uh, what this show is about. But I will say it's just an altercation that's just like taking a little too far, and both of them are way over their heads. And it's just something that's just on, on the most ludicrous side, and it's they're extending that into like a whole fucking season of TV. <laughs> Honestly, dude, I couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah. Oh, okay. Thank you. you also. I feel like Ali Wong and Steven Young are such a fucking good pair because this isn't the first time they collaborated. They're also in um, the animated show Tuka and Birdie, which is also on uh, Netflix. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And I just oh, feel I like... Mm, I, I don't know if I can see it, but their chemistry on screen is pretty good. I'm wondering if like their personal chemistry might involve something you know, a little romantic you know i gotta say um i kind of got that impression when i first started when i didn't even know anything about the series i felt like oh this is probably like oh they get into like a fight and then they fall in love like love story you know but um it's actually uh produced by a24 a24 is fucking great they've been killing it this whole past fucking two years yeah uh, anyone who's a film major is striving to fucking work for them. Like, everyone just, like, wants to suck their dick. Except for me. I just want to work for them. <laughs> you want to work here, don't you? <laughs> nope. <laughs> no. <laughs> that was good. That was good. Okay. All right, let me talk about some uh, parts of the series that I really liked that were fucking dope, okay? Um, well, first of all, like, two different worlds. But the one thing that I do like about it, it actually depicts Orange County. And it depicts parts of um, basically around uh, – where, where does Kim Kardashian live? Like, Calabasas. Yeah. So it's like Calabasas. It shows parts of Calabasas, and then it yeah. shows parts of like OC, fucking like yep. apartments and stuff like that. You know what this show kind of reminded me of? Just like on the suburban settings, uh, Dead to Me. Yeah, I think it's on OC kind, as well. Kind of those kind of vibes, but I mean, 
Like the hills that they drive in look like fucking Ladera Ranch and shit. So it's all it all takes place here. So um, there's a lot of different characters. Like uh, there's um, Steven Yoon's character. He's like a maintenance worker, just a hustler. Mm-hmm. You're gonna say it, aren't you, Yun? You're gonna say it, aren't you? Yun. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so um, basically. He's like a he's a, just like a hustler, a maintenance worker. He's just trying to make it, and uh, he swears like he's a contractor, you know. But he's frustrated with like he's hustling so hard, and um, like he has nothing to show for it. Basically, like he's just basically renting an apartment and stuff, and like he's out there um, in California with his cousin, while his parents are you know back in Korea working for their uncle. So I guess they had a business, but they lost it, and now they're working for their uncle. And they don't like the situation. So basically he's out there kind of doing what our parents did, you know, like um, came out here and started, you know, hustling for money and sending some money back home and stuff. Well, um, basically, when it comes down to it, like his younger brother, he's living with his younger brother and the younger brother is not used to working. He's more of like a gamer type dude. He's more of like on the new wave of shit. He's all into crypto and like the younger brother I'm going to wait for Serge because he needs to hear this. I was going to say, like, the younger brother is, like, an important piece to this because he's, like, the millennial type character who's, like, all into gaming and stuff and all into crypto and doesn't pay rent. But his brother's, like, trying to get him to, like, go and, like, start hustling and, and, you know, like, trying to get him to grow up, basically. You know, but he's struggling with that. And he knows that they have parents, like, their parents are working for their uncle. So they're, like, basically working as, like, quote-unquote contractors, like, handymen, just doing whatever. And um, they're intertwined with their cousin, who's also out there. And uh, basically, they refer to themselves as the Chosen Ones. Because they all they're all their last name is Cho. So, basically, when they go out there, they all have, like, that last name. and they. But the thing is, is in the business, they owned a motel before. And their cousin that's out there with them, named Isaac... He's basically like, um, he's kind of like a shady cat. Uh, he was dealing, like doing illegal shit out of the last motel and that's why they ended up losing it. So now he's out there and he's kind of like on a new thing. He's trying to go legit with his stuff and like trying to make it clean. And, um, basically like while they're out there, they're all together and shit. Like they end up, um, running into Ali Wong's character after that whole beef situation happened. That happens like in the very beginning, you know? Yeah. They're in Vegas and she's doing like a conference and without saying too much, basically like he ends up getting like he was on parole already and he ends up getting like fucking like probation and shit. He was on probation already and then like they had him in jail for like like a couple like a month or something like that. And while his cousin like went out and started a business and stuff. But the thing about like Steven Yoon's character is he's very like. You're going to say it. No. <laughs> what is it? No. Steven Yun. Yes. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so, so basically, when his character, like, um, starts that business, he does it under his cousin's name. And then they start, like, running business. They start making a lot of money and shit like that. But he cuts his cousin out because he was in jail. 
So, like, there's, like, this whole other shit that happens that goes down. And, like, dude, this shit just fucking, like, it builds and builds and builds just because of, like, some petty shit. And it, like, involves both of their families. Like, he gets involved with her family. Like, he gets involved with his family. Like, it just becomes, like, a sick and twisted, like, game. And it's, like, they find out, I don't know, like, all in all, they make a reference to Twin Souls somewhere along the series. And I feel like that's what it's kind of pointing at. Is like even though like you have that like confrontational kind of mindset when you meet your match, you know that's like your twin soul and that's like you know you met your match kind of deal and like I feel like that's kind of what it's pointing towards. I think it was a really good series. I watched the first episode in the morning when I started making breakfast. My girl girl started watching it and she was just fucking, she was just like, oh my god, and I went and I was like, oh what the hell is going on? started watching it and i was like making breakfast and i like almost burned myself a couple times dude because i was just like fuck so you know, like it was it was really good and just like everything that was happening and i was like it was like all of a sudden it was the morning time all of a sudden it was fucking like 3 p.m dude and i was like holy shit i have shit to do like i gotta fucking start so we stopped it and like we went to go get food and like run errands and stuff and then we came back and we had to watch the rest because that's how good it was dude this is the weekend you guys watched it this was all on a Sunday. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, okay. but that shit was a definitely in the couch kind of day, you know. But we did get, like, once we took that break, we were just like, get shit done, bam, 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 fucking whatever. And then came back to watching that shit. Oh, my God, dude. That series is one of, I got to say, of this year so far, that's one of my favorite series. All right. You know? I'll hold it up, too. Yeah. It does seem like it was because they got prepped up, like, um, for a while ago, so a lot of people were excited to see, you know. I mean, Ali Wong is, I mean, if you know her for a comedy, she's she's pretty great. And, of course, like, she's done uh, work for Netflix before with uh, uh, might Maybe, or, ah, I forgot. Something Maybe. Cobra. No, no, no. That's her stand-up. No, 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 no. I'm talking about her. She made a movie with uh, Randy Parks, and maybe I think it was called uh, something. Be my maybe. It was a Netflix movie that it came out. Always be my maybe. I don't think it was called. Yeah, it was. Oh, are you looking it up? Is that what it was called? <laughs> I feel like you're guessing it. Yeah, always be my maybe. I'm right. It was with Keanu Reeves and Randall Park. There you go. Yeah. That was a great movie, which I also recommend. Yeah, it was pretty good. I like that one too. That was pretty funny. I like that shit with Keanu Reeves. He was like out of the, out of fucking nowhere. Bro, I like that part because like Randall Parks is like he's his character is known to rap, and at the end of the movie he raps, and he's all like, "Yeah, I'm totally the shit. I beat the shit out of Keanu Reeves." And then da 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 da, and I was like, "What the fuck?" Is <laughs> I laughed so fucking hard on that shit. It's so, that was so awesome. fucking stupid. All right, yeah. I have a clip right here that I pulled up of Ali no, Wong so- and yeah. Steven Yun. Yun. Break down a scene from Beef. Okay, so I'm gonna share this. Yes. Copy. Here we go. Rocket ship. YouTube access. Paste the link. Watch the link. Think I'm fast, Think I'm fast, fast enough to choose Turn down your volume. Fast as fuck. Yeah, fuck. yeah, but you know, but you know. 
Hi, I'm Stephen Yun. And I'm Ali Wong. Wong. And we're going to take you through a scene from our new series, series, Shot, Shot, Shot. Shot. Hey, hey, Uh, uh, where's your garage? Where's your garage? I remember this I remember day. This day. We were just, we were just yeah, definitely yeah, seeing some more people. Are, 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 are you serious right now? Sonny wrote a great show. I think most of it is scripted. It's Sonny here. I don't think. It's just absorbing all this moisture. We were finding we were this finding interesting, this interesting like, natural, like, natural, quippy, quippy kind of back and kind of forth, back and forth that developed. Develop. Just to provide just to your family, family, family yeah, right? Yeah, not you, then not you, then who's gonna? Who's gonna? We were like, you're gonna play the tone of flirty. This is the only chance, chance for the audience to think that we're gonna hook up. That's right, that's right. So now I got to redo these fucking cabinets, and by the time I'm done, I'm done. my own, my own home. and Grace, and Grace our incredible, our incredible production, production designer, designer. Seen those pictures, pictures and she has, has the wooden slats by the stairway and other parts of Amy's house, house spaced out. And she did that, she did that on purpose. She changed numbers. She changed I remember, I remember reading in that reading bathroom, in bathroom when they called action because it was starting on you, on you, and I'm just like <gasps> timing out, like, 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 like my PC spring, spring, spring here, spring here, and I'm so my OP, it's like cartoonish amount of shit, it's cartoonish yellow, yellow too. The fuck? I was personally shocked when I saw how yellow Danny's pee was. And the quantity, he alludes to the fact that later in the season that he put down gallons, pissed all over her bathroom, like, Gallons. Gallons. Danny's bladder is a bladder of a good year. Yeah. He's holding a lot in his body. A lot of trauma, a lot of, a lot of urine, 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 a lot of waste. A lot of waste. <laughs> this is Dave's Dead out spread, 10 seconds, 100 meters. Look at you, smiling. Oh, I think I'm fast enough to trace Stephen in real life. She's fast as fuck. I think if I really wanted to, if the scene called for it, I could have like snatched him out of his car and pulled him out and then I did it. Yeah, yeah. But you know, but you know. I think it's I so, think it's so important, important to see to Amy, Amy have that subtle smile, smile at the end, her, her taking joy, joy in finding in this, finding this connection, connection, this person that she didn't she did expect, and finding, finding this, this space, space for herself, herself where she true. can be like naughty, naughty and angry, and angry and, bad, and, bad, and all of these, all of these things, things that she's that not she's allowed to be in her cage that she has she has herself. Yeah, I remember saying like, he really liked how the last sequence ended up because it felt like two kids Play, which, which these two characters, two characters rarely, rarely really get to really do. Get to do. Thank you so Thank much you for, so for watching, watching the scene with us. Scene with us. Beef, Beef is now streaming. You. You. Wait, can I say something about this now? I got more context. What? So it's definitely not like romantic, but I feel like it's just something that they were meant to meet each other. Right. Because she's like they said in the clip. She was meant to like be trapped in this thing, and she doesn't have a, an outlet. So she's letting herself. This guy is actually like you know, triggering her to let all these outlets. And it really isn't about uh, him peeing on the rug. It was just her 
um, outletting like all this anger that she has living in this suburban house or this life. I think life. that's going to help you understand the series a lot more watching that scene because <laughs> I did notice that and I was like, uh, she's a fucking psycho. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's all I thought when I saw that. That's what that subtle smile gave me because that's what psychos do. Yeah. It, again, it also reminds you of uh, Dead to Me. <laughs> yeah. Because she has her own way of like, you know, mm-hmm. out. Definitely. Well, I mean, final thoughts on that would be uh, fucking watch it. I mean, get ready to sit down and and, uh, chill out and, um, well, I guess get really tense at some points because they're very tense moments. Even though it's like there is comedy overall, it's very intense, you know. But it's uh, it dives into a lot of different things within relationships and also within like um i mean just the standard of nowadays what we're used to you know and and daily life and stuff like that and it's like it, it's also about those people that you run across on the road that they're just fucking assholes and it's like what the fuck is that guy's problem you know i think this series kind of answered that question like it could be because there's a lot deeper issues going on and driving erratically is one of their fucking outlets <laughs> you know what i'm saying exactly yeah, that's it. Ways, yeah. Living, I guess so. But yeah, that's uh, it's a good one. I'll probably check it out. But I'm still like on the final season of Snowfall. So once I finish seasons, I'll just go to the next one. Do you have another uh, another series? Uh, I want to say series, but this is more of in the couch type of scenario. Well, I mean, all of them are. But this is more like in the trippy side. If you want to watch something that you want to trip on, and you're just like, what the fuck is this movie? But you can't stop looking at it. Definitely, it's on HBO Max. It's in that criteria uh, hub. Or if anything, just search for it. It's called Fantastic Planet. Manny, look it up. Let me see. This movie this is this isn't the first time we mentioned this movie uh i i think hobby uh mentioned this movie before and you know i was surprised that he mentioned it and i was like yeah that movie is so fucking trippy definitely like watch that movie while you're like on a good one here we go yeah it is a french animation movie here we go Turn down your volume. Sorry, turn down. Fantastic planet. What the hell? Special Grand Prize, Khan Film Festival. What the hell is going on? This reminds me of the Beatles. Fascinating submarine. What the fuck? 
Isn't there a Daft Punk song that goes along with this? No, you would think. Brilliant. Brilliant. I think oh, I'm just no. part. I recommend it. I recommend it. That's why I'm recommending it. Oh my god. This is like... Salvador like Dali. Salvador Dali type of inspiration. Yeah, yeah. exactly. What the fuck? What's going on? I don't know about this. Hey, shut the hell up. <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> they look like eyeballs. Like cat eyeballs. But they're peoples. Fantastic, Fantastic planet. planet. He looks sad. <laughs> I don't know if I want to watch that movie. Art, man. <laughs> Yo, it looks sad. So, I mean, I told you that this film is French, and yeah, there's these speaking French, but most of it is just like non verbal. So, there's only like certain amounts that it's like they speak. Or they actually speak French? Yeah. But most of it is just like them. Well, I guess the group of characters trying to figure out what they're at. Of course, you've seen like human characters, and there's this big blue characters that are just like, you know, those are like the main species and stuff so i it's it's hard to describe of a narrative that's like not familiar to you but you kind of get like oh well it's they're trying to figure out the way of the world and they figure like this blue people are like the superior race and stuff so they find a way to like take them down and it's pretty funny just to see that type of shit because I mean, it's trippy because, like, you really, don't really like, get to see Salvador Dali's, like, inspired animation, you know? Yeah, if anything. But, I mean, that was the whole point. It's just, like, it's, like I said, it's, like, it comes from, like, the Cannes Film Festival. And they take in, like, the most artistic film that they can. And, you know, you make up whatever that movie is about. But, I shit you not, you will not get bored of this movie. Because something always happens because you're in a planet mm -hmm. full of like um, all these living creatures and all these living things. And, you know, this environment does have like a structure or this like um, survival of the fittest uh, situation that that definitely places you in a very vulnerable place. And something that's very weird, very alienated, definitely. But I think that was the whole point of what this movie was about. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's super trippy, even if you don't understand it the first time around, which I kind of didn't. But once I got the hook of it, I was just like, oh, fuck, like, this shit's like, like, I'm glad this movie exists. It's just like, fuck, like, this is like a <laughs> it's lot. It's just eye candy. Shit. You know, this is like eye candy, exactly. Yeah. It's an animation that you're not used to because, and even at the time that it was made, it was made in 1973, like, like, I feel like that's just innovating, you know? It was just something that like, just very, like, catches the eye and just catches, you know, yourself, like, on a loop or, you know, out of nowhere because you just weren't expecting this. And 
once you watch it, it's just like, okay, well, where are we going with this? And, you know, certain things are making sense. Um, with It showed in the trailer where there was, like, the certain animals that were finding each other. Like, they found each the characters found themselves into that situation and you know they have to like fight for it you know there's like a whole civilization with this tiny people um living among themselves and not you know away from like the blue people that are like you know the main superior race and stuff and you you definitely get like this is something like um something that's like very familiar um not like you know Big people, little people, or whatever, but the classism. There's definitely like a sense of classism because they do treat like, it's like the a little caste people. system. Yeah, they do treat like the little people like pets. If they do capture them, they do like treat them like pets at one part. Uh, that's what I'm trying to remember um, from what I I'm getting from this, and the, and it, it's it's very like obvious what they're trying to do with this and stuff so it's just like very um again this is a very artistic film so it's super subjective and stuff so they know what they're doing um this is something that's just like worth watching if you're tripping out what, and what you know, art company you, made it i don't know <laughs> it's just like some random shit huh it's i don't even know if they exist i don't know if like the artist or the main director who you know made this whole thing possible or producers or whatever yeah. like i don't know if that same team is still around or not but they're definitely some there's definitely something to like watch because i mean if you were to watch this now i think people will have like the same reaction what they did back then you know so yeah, i just feel like there's something timeless there that's just like oh like the concept check that out is that streaming where is that streaming at HBO Max. Okay. HBO, HBO Max. There we go. HBO Max, people. It's all subjective. It's just like definitely a recommendation. Just like this show. It's all subjective. No, it's not. <laughs> Manny's behavior is subjective. But, I mean, I'm just trying to like Look at this guy. Someone's got to be the rowdy one. I guess so. He makes a balance and everything. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. It's time to get stoned to the bone and watch Game of Thrones. I'll watch it. I know. I ain't watching that shit either. I'm probably going to play some Call of Duty. Uh, I've been doing pretty good on that shit. Uh, good for you. Yeah. You out, of right. a, you out of a million. I don't know. Dude, I'm trying. It's fine. I'm not. I'm not getting involved with anything. It's interesting to see, like, the layouts of the landscape of that shit, though. That's what I like. I like seeing the art. Like, when you're in the land and you land in, there's, like, a lot of detail in, like, the areas that you go into and shit. It's crazy. Yeah. I think that's the benefit of getting better graphics. It's just attention to detail. Even though nobody... Eye candy. It's your eye candy, but now everyone watches that. It's just like... Unappreciating the art, but I'm fucking trying not to get killed. Yeah, but you know, you memorize where stuff is. Like, there's a part underneath where you can like swim the, underneath the water and go through. You just fucking awesome. very multiplayer. Now that you know the environment of the area, you're just like, oh, mm-hmm. now you know. But, yeah, and that's the cool thing is they always switch it up, so uh, nobody really gets an advantage unless you're fucking hacking, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, 
that's the end of the fucking 420 episode, people. I'm glad you had a fucking good time over here. We talked about in the couch streaming. We talked about Mandalorian. What did we talk about? I like how you put in the couch as a fucking category, even though that's the whole point of the whole fucking episode. That's the overarch of the episode. We showed you a bunch of in the couch episodes, um, shows that you could definitely like, you know, have a good time. Uh, smoke your favorite strain, pair it up with your favorite beer, and you know, just watch along. Watch a couple episodes of any other shows that we recommend. Well, definitely, it's gonna put you in the couch. And definitely, you're going to watch it beyond 420, you know? So, I mean, if you end up watching it, you're welcome. If you don't, um, I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) All right. Let's go, people. Hit the button. You know, you can find us on Instagram. Go to Crabcast. We're mixing craft beer and entertainment. Shout out to Chronic LB. Greatest dispensary that ever lived. One of the best, hands down. Oh, also, uh, shout out to Fat Burger. They had a burger for 420 today. Really? Yeah. You know what sucks up here? There's no Del Taco and there's no fucking Fat Burgers. So you yeah. know what? Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. You're cool. And fuck you, I'm out. <laughs> We're out. Peace out, peoples. Later.